Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're enjoying your lunch break as you hop into the car and head that way wherever you're going. Actually, what are you eating for lunch today? 877-881-1053. Are you stopping in somewhere? You're going to order Whataburger and then go pick it up. You go straight to the line. You'll have it by the end of the show is what Kevin would say. So just kind of keeping an eye on what you're snacking on for lunch today. A couple of real quick things, Mike. Tampa Bay is looking to trade Shaq Mason. There is, they're seeking potential trade partners for Shaq Mason. Uh, and then Dan Graziano is reporting that the Broncos could trade a wide receiver. Denver has had talks with teams about Sutton, Judy, and Hamler. Teams say the Broncos are asking high prices, not just looking to dump him, but it's not out of the question that one gets moved. So would the Cowboys be interested in making a move for one of those guys as they are still trying to seek somebody that can take uh, some of the load off of what CeeDee Lamb has to do? So Jerry Judy was a whisper that the Cowboys were talking about uh, during the regular season, just unable to make the deal happen because compensation was too high. If compensation is really high right now for the Broncos, I really don't expect the Cowboys to be in on that right now. All right, so tonight, Mike, I do believe I saw earlier that Kyrie might be missing tonight's game as well. And I was just looking up injury report, and as of like last night, Luke is out. Luke is not playing tonight. Uh, in fact, Shams is reporting that he thinks that Luke has a chance to play uh, the next game against the Spurs. Uh Kyrie right now, according to the Mavericks, is questionable with a foot injury. Oh man! Hold on. What do you? What, why do you say it like that, Mike? You say it like you I need think, your feet. So, unfortunately, reading the book about the Brooklyn Nets and then the situation with Boston and Brooklyn, and maybe even a little bit with Cleveland, you just don't know. He gets hurt a lot. So you're dealing with a player that gets hurt a lot. You're also dealing with a player who has sat out games because he doesn't feel like playing. And I don't know uh, which one this is. But just looking at his last few years, his 
years in Boston, 60 games, 67 games. By the way, 67 is by far the most games he's played in uh, in a five-year period. 20 games, 54 games, 29 games, and this year, 51 games. He gets hurt a lot. He sits out a little bit when he doesn't feel like playing. It's documented. This isn't me making it up. This is documented. Sometimes Kyrie doesn't feel like playing. And so this is either way it hurts you is the guy you traded for, which I wasn't a fan of this trade, but I'm trying to like go with it. Okay. Is he is a tremendous player. Watching him play is amazing. But you have to look at the history of his career once he got into his, like, only mid-20s. He's going to miss about a third of the season, if not half the season, for multiple reasons. One being injury. Two being at times I don't want to play. I don't feel like it. Something has gone on in my life where I mentally don't feel like playing. And so I was wondering, is against Memphis the other night where the Mavs did play for their role players, the way they played, played great. They gave themselves a, t- a team a chance to win. Now, we have to remember the Grizzlies were missing three of their starters, too, because Jaw is suspended, Steven Adams is out with injury, and I'm drawing a blank on their other guy right now, but he's a starter slash a heavy minute guy, and he uh, blew out his knee, and he's done for the year. So they were missing three of their kind of eight-man rotation guys, except, you know, you're missing your two best players, but... It just made me think, and I did, you know, hear questions from people of like, is this a Kyrie injury? Which, hey, if it is, it is. He gets hurt a lot. It happens a lot. He's going to miss 20 games due to injury. He's probably going to miss another eight games because he doesn't feel like playing. And then you're going to have to sit him out kind of another five games at least just to watch his back-to-backs and watch his minutes. And that's a Kyrie season is he's going to miss approximately 25 games on you because of these three different situations. And so I just, I think it's irresponsible of us if you're mad at me uh, for mentioning this because we're in the honeymoon stage of Kyrie Irving. If he was in Brooklyn right now, they would be roasting him for sitting out. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because of injury. I don't know it's because he doesn't want to play. But it's tough when Kyrie Irving is a player you're counting on a lot and you're not ever sure if it's is he really hurt or is he sitting out? Yeah, I so I mean, he's not mad at the Mavericks. I don't want anybody. He's not mad at the Mavericks at all. It would be that he just there's things that happened in his life recently where he just might be like, I just don't feel like playing. And if somebody from the four six nine said, didn't his friend just pass away? Yes, and that's why I think he's not playing. Yeah, I'll and- be honest. My opinion is his foot's fine. Nothing's wrong. He is mentally not wanting to play right now, and I don't, maybe that changes tonight. And he wants to play. But right now, because he went to a funeral and his friend died, it's his right. He can, as long as the team's okay with it, it's his right to not play until he wants to play. From the six eight two, let Kyrie coach tonight. Bet we win. Uh, and based on the way some things have gone, that, that is kind of a feeling there. And well, and, he's a great point guard, and I think we're realizing you should never hire a great point guard as a head coach. That's not a single great point guard has ever been good. It was brought up by Reggie. There's only been one in the history of basketball, and it was Lenny Wilkins. Literally every other person who's tried to coach that was a great point guard has really failed. Because Scotty Brooks wasn't that great of a no, coach. No, other part, it doesn't player. mean if you're a point guard you can't coach. It just if, if you just look at the recent history, if you name the greatest point guards of all time that decided to get into coaching, Magic Johnson was probably the worst. Isaiah Thomas and Steve Nash are like, hey, you shut your mouth. We might be the worst. 
And now Jason Kidd's like, well, don't look at my resume because, you know, it was really horrible in Brooklyn and really horrible in Milwaukee. And the Milwaukee thing is playing out the exact same way here where there was a big improvement, regression, then firing. Is I, Jason Kidd's going to be the coach next year. He's not getting fired in the offseason. Was Kerr a great point guard? No, he was a shooting guard. He was a shooting guard. He wasn't guard. even a point guard. People texting him. I'm just trying to see where we go with that. He came off the bench for Chicago, and he came off the bench for San Antonio. To save if Michael he, Jordan's career yeah, multiple and, and times. And if he started, he might have started because Ginobili would come off the bench. But like, And Steve Kerr, hey, great role player. Great role players make the best coaches. Or I guess if you never played, make really good coaches too. Ask like Chuck Daly and Eric Spolstra and stuff. Like they ain't bad at it either. But great point guards die in this league as head coaches. Mark and Jackson. we're seeing it. Bad coach. Uh, hey, let me ask you. Mark Jackson ever been hired again after Golden State? No. I don't know because it's wild. His team then goes on to win right. multiples with another coach. But he's the guy that built the foundation for that team. Yeah. That's wild. Supposedly, for the most part, there's quite a few players that just didn't like playing for him. And I will say this. Sometimes those point guards, I think Jason Kidd has ran into this and he's trying to be better at it, can push buttons that really tick off or discourage players on the team. So this is this is where I've, I'm starting to have a struggle with the like the ability to play a lot, a lot of games. Yeah. I don't know how it's like if I'm putting on paper, Mike. You get to have Kyrie or Kevin Durant. You're going to do Kevin. You're going to get Kevin Durant in a heartbeat. Right. He's you're gonna, a better you're player. Say, I want that player. They're both great. So over the last three years, 32, 55, 42. His body's not holding yeah, up And he's anymore. missing pretty much the rest of the regular season. Yeah. And, and like, this is this is what is, you had KP. How many, has, has KP actually gone against what he like has he played a lot of games this year i'd have to go look he's been a pretty healthy player this year for his standards super healthy um which is crazy that they're barely worse than the dallas mavericks and yeah the, and the new york knicks are way better than the dallas he's at mavericks. 58 this year but there was yeah. and there was a stretch so of- he has a chance to get to 70 games which is huge for him and i'll tell you in the nba today i disagree with it but in the NBA today, 72 games is pretty much a full season for any player. They're going to intention – even when you're healthy, they're going to sit you out six games at least. Yeah, and and that's where that's where it comes to – you have a lot of you, – you would do that in a heartbeat to have Kevin Durant on your team because you know what he can do right. if he's healthy. Right, 100%. And you know what? A lot of people would do in a heartbeat what it takes to get Kyrie on their team because when he's healthy, well, the dude is that good of a player. There were teams interested. Obviously, we know Phoenix was. We know the Lakers were. We know, obviously, the Dallas Mavericks were and got him. But I do think the majority of teams want nothing to do with the Kyrie. The rest of the market was, why is this guy the way that he is? You know, why Why does he – he doesn't look at it. It's very – it almost feels flippant the way he looks at the season and being on a team. And there is there's a lot of different – this dude comes from a very different background. Like, uh, you know, a lot of the things that he went through, a lot of the... Th- I've, I've seen the story on, on TikTok, too, everybody. Yeah. I've watched the video. I would love to get that full feature story on him as a child growing up and how he feels it affected him. Would love to hear from some therapists on that, too, on how he approaches this thing, because it's different. It's not the same, like, American, we have to be here every day and do our work and do these things. It's a unique and different approach. And I don't know if it preserves him for the re- for the playoffs and makes him better. Uh, there, are, but there are things where if you're a star like him, Mike, you can get away with it. 
If you're Reggie Bullock, you have to deal with it and suck it up and get yeah. out on the court. And, and that's practice. the way that is. And in today's game, this isn't unique to Kyrie, but Kyrie was one of an early supporters of this. Practice is optional for me. I'm not I'm 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 worth more than practicing with the team. And I I, I don't wanna look, I'm 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 okay that he's here. I don't think he's gonna be here long term. I still think he's gonna be a LA Laker next year. Um but right now, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm going to watch tonight. Like I, did, I, I know I'm watching United States versus Canada in the World Baseball Classic. Like I'm way more interested in that than I am the Dallas Mavericks tonight. Jason Kidd, and he's not the main reason. But it's just I've been turned off by the Mavs this year. I don't. I don't think they have a future. I don't even know when I'm watching Kyrie and Luca, and I know it's like, hey, just enjoy the now. And I totally get that because now he's on the team. But I don't even know. Like, is it? 12 more games they play together is it only six more games they play together because you're you're like there's no future for the dallas mavericks the only future is you know luca is going to be here like my kid the other night Jaden hardy had another great game and we were watching part of the game he goes man i want a number three Jaden hardy jersey i said let me wait till the off season's over for that one jake because i don't even know if he's going to be a maverick next year there could year. be a lot of moves right they, they could be like no we're going all in since Kyrie decided to stay here because the money was right and the la lakers went on a run with d'angelo russell and vanderbilt and, and uh rui hachimura and anthony davis was healthy and lebron came back we're not taking the risk of losing all of those role players just to bring in Kyrie to play with LeBron. We're actually going to keep Russell and Vanderbilt and Rui and all of these guys and try to do something with these guys. And if that's the case, then the Mavericks almost kind of win. That might be their hope, is that the Lakers now play so well that the Lakers aren't a possibility for Kyrie because then I do think he is a Dallas Maverick. And in that case, now you go, all right, we're building the next two to three years around Kyrie and Luka, probably in opposite order, really Luka first. Kyrie second, but that could mean you trade Josh Green, you tra trade Jaden Hardy, you trade everything that looks like possible help in future just to do a now situation. We have two years to win a championship, and I think that'd be a bad decision, but I mean, look, I'm, I'm not the decision maker. Hopefully it'd be a good decision, but they've, they've made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision, so. Let me, let me ask, so Mike, you've you've entered this Kyrie thing with the, he's probably gone next year. Like, you're, that's where your mentality is. A little bit. I'd say 55% in my brain, he's just playing out the rest of the season with the Mavs, and then he's a Laker next year. And if he gives you, you know, 80% effort in that 55% of that, you know, if he gives you that kind of, you know, 80%. He's I would given great effort. He's he's a great player you on your team. Him. No, I don't I don't hate Kyrie Irving. When you, when you talk the way you talk about him, people start to think you hate him. Right. And I don't think you do. No. You want to see him be great with uh, Luka. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's... That's something that I. No, we better hope that he is great with the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm hoping that because if he if if he plays the rest of the season, he can't find his way to the LA Lakers, which everybody knows he wants to. It just matters if there's a path to get there. If he stays a Dallas Maverick. This is it. If if it doesn't work with Kyrie, which I hope it does, because if it doesn't, you're back in 2016. It's Mavericks 2016, where you got guys like Chandler Parsons and. Crapola on your team, Wes Matthews or whatever, and you're like, we're in no man's land. We are horrible, and we got to get lucky again to hit another Luca because it would destroy everything. And Luca would be like, I can't stay here anymore, guys. As much as maybe I love Dallas and there's no rules for me here, and I have total freedom and it's my team, he might just go, guys, I, what do we have? We don't have draft picks. We don't have young developing superstars. We have nothing here, and there's a little bit of a cap situation here. We're not the L.A. Clippers. 
We're, we're not teams that can just say, hey, we're going to go $100 million over the cap and pay the penalty every year. That's not what Mark Cuban's going to do here. So it's I'm not against Kyrie, but you have to state the facts. We can't just yeah. – I know people want to wipe it away. I do know the Kyrie lovers want to wipe away that nobody's ever – he's never done anything to cause all of these issues. And I do think at times maybe there's been people that have been unfair to Kyrie. I can totally see – his oh, perspective. I think so. I think so. But and then there are other times where there are the other it, things that stand out that you're like, man, why did that happen? Is this fair or unfair? I'm going to bring up another example of a beloved uh, person in our in our uh, kind of life, Michael Irvin. If this was, they said Troy Aikman did this at the Super Bowl, we'd say, oh, that doesn't seem right, man. Troy's never been in any trouble in his life, right? But because it's Michael Irvin, this is where it stinks, but part of his history plays into, are we sure right. nothing happened there? Yeah. And that's when Kyrie Irving, when you're like, what? what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then there was something, uh, uh, and it is a real tragedy in his life. Something really bad happened in his life. This, I'm not making, he didn't just decide to sit out because of nothing, but you have to realize he's, he was in the bubble and said, quit basketball. I want every human being to quit basketball until we get our United States right, which I'm going to just let Kyrie Irving know if he's listening. It's never going to be right. There's going to be racist issues here in the United States of America. There's going to be racist issues the rest of your life all around the world. There's going to be racism at all times the rest of our lives until this world is no more. But, like, he'll, he'll, like, he wants to take at times big stances, which is fine. That is, Kyrie Irving has every right as a human being to do it. But as an organization, you have to realize at times there's things that can upset him or make him feel the way that he feels. And he's like, I just don't feel like playing basketball. And you're going to have to deal with that with him on your team. Yeah, I think with, with that, I'm I'm thinking that like he thinks if I can use my platform in this way, then if you won't let me use my platform, then I'm going to be away from it. Yeah. Those and he's are, not, yeah. I but, just want to make sure he, I'm not mad at him. It's like, dang, like he needs to play. But if he doesn't want to play, he doesn't want to play. The there are a lot of other teams that are after him, but the Bucks evidently are com- currently pursuing Baker Mayfield. We'll get a more free agency and why the Cowboys are afraid of it next on the fan. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, I just saw a uh, tweet from David Hellman, who I believe is going to be on tonight from 7.20 to 8 o'clock in studio with the Get Right. And tomorrow morning. And tomorrow morning. Uh, but he's going to, he said, wishing a grumpiest, uh, happy grumpiest week of the Cowboys calendar to all who celebrate. Because this week is whenever you find out nothing's happening. You're just like, basically the biggest report right now regarding the Dallas Cowboys is they aren't signing uh, Dalton Schultz, have not uh, given him a big t- a long-term deal, and they aren't negotiating with restricted free agent Terrence Steele, who got a second-round tender, uh, until the summer. That's when they'll say, okay, he's on schedule right now, Mike, according to reports for recovery from his ACL injury. But they're like, hey, we'll talk with you later on down the road. That being said, another eagle is gone. And from the somebody texted in earlier and said, hey, for every one Eagles player that leaves, two people are going to want to sign for Philadelphia. I'm guessing because it's, they have the Eagles logo or whatever it is. I don't believe that. When Here's the deal. NFL players, Major League Baseball players, basketball players, they want the money. And whenever you don't have the money to spend on them, they will go elsewhere and find the money. Javon Hargrave is signing a four-year, $84 million deal with the San Francisco 49ers. That's one of their best defensive tackles. He is amazing. I would love to have him on my team. 
and he's going to another contender for a significant amount of money. This $21 million a year uh, that he's going to play for the San Francisco 49ers. When the Eagles have a big situation where they have to pay their quarterback soon and they have other people that are going to want to eat too. And so this is like, it's difficult to keep this. It's difficult to do what the, the Eagles did last year. And that is say, we have all the things in this one year, also a cheap quarterback, let's make a run. So it's difficult to make ensure that you have those guys for a very long time when you know you have to pay your quarterback soon. And that's just the, the economics of the NFL and most sports. Somebody's going to get a lot of money. And if they don't get it, they're going to go try and find a way to get that from another team. The tough thing is, and in a good way, this helps out good players in the NFL, is great players never become free agents. Like I was telling Sean Sharif when he asked the question of Micah Parsons or Luca, who's going to leave first? Or I'm like, the NFL players gave up their right to become a free agent. And the people are like, no, you know, the NFL fans that don't follow any other sports, they're like, what are you talking about? You name me the great player who hit free agency in his prime. Because when you're drafted, you have, if you're a first-round pick, you have four years of fifth-year option, and you can franchise tag a guy three times if you'd like. Now, the third one gets a little bit crazy. Now, in that violent of a sport with that many injuries, how many times does an agent say, all right, hey, let's get franchise tagged, plus pick up the option, and we'll just play on one-year deals in our prime, and then when we hit 30 years old, we'll hit real free agency. So the NFL players gave up real free agency. So, you know, a guy like whether it's J.J. Watt or T.J. Watt or the Bosa brothers or Micah Parsons or any quarterback who's great, even Lamar Jackson, who Baltimore does not believe in as their future quarterback. I mean, that's they're showing that they still won't let him become a free agent. Mm-hmm. He's still Deshaun Watson. Never. But Deshaun Watson said, I'm never playing for the Houston Texans again. Deshaun Watson then had the situation with 30 different massage situations That's true. still never became a free agent yeah. he still was traded yeah like you you just look at they're they're never free agents in this league but what it does help out is if you do become a free agent in the nfl so you eliminate the top let's say 50 players in the nfl they'll never become free agents because they're just too good to ever become free agents So then these guys that are good players but not great players become free agents. And that's where Stephen Jones, I'm not agreeing with Stephen Jones here. That's why Stephen Jones won't sign anybody. Because, like, great players never become free agents. We've made it in our league that Micah Parsons will never be a free agent until his career comes to a close. Like like DeMarcus Ware. You know, your great quarterbacks never become free agents. You you just never, when you're a running back and you become a free agent, your career's coming to a close. And they're like, look, that's fine. You can be a free agent. Now you're 30 years old. Speaking of DeMarcus Ware, I just wanted to throw this small story out there. A buddy of mine, a very close friend of mine, works at an electronic appliance store, if you will. And he, DeMarcus Ware, comes in to buy, I don't know, TV or something. And he's talking to him about uh, what's going on and everything. And then, because he's my friend, he was like, hey, by the way, my friend, uh, my friend works on on the fan. He works. He's his show's the KNC masterpiece. Demarcus Ware, Mike said, "I love that show and I love that station. Huge fan." So, so just a, a little feather in the cap. Demarcus Ware loves us because not a big of, deal. You know who we are as people. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I was just Texas size rips is like baseball isn't much different when it comes to free agency, and I'm like, do you not just see what? 
Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball, just got when he hit free agency. Juan Soto's about to hit free agency at just turning 25 years old. Like, Carlos Correa has hit free agency now twice in his mid-20s. Like, are you kidding me? But it's Trout, when, when they don't know, they don't know. Trout had a – he signed a very – He decided to sign a huge contract as he was coming up on free agency in his – you know, at 27. But he could – he was actually going to be a free agent at 25 years old but decided to sign a long – yes, that can happen where you sign – but there's plenty of premium play- – yeah. Shohei Otani's about to become a free agent. Juan Soto's about to become a free agent. Jacob DeGrom just became a free agent. Corey Seager became a free agent. Marcus Simeon became a free agent. Uh, you know, like you just Manny Machado became a free agent from the L.A. Dodgers, obviously got traded from Baltimore to L.A., became a free agent in his mid to late 20s. Like there's no such thing as a free agent in his mid 20s. that you're like, dude, is that the best defensive end in football that just became a free agent? No, it's never happened in the history of football. A lot of people texting in. No, it is neither Radio Shack nor Circuit City, as I do believe both of those uh, have gone out under. Fries. It's not Fries either. I don't think Fries is around anymore. Fries is done? I think so. I'm, I just remember going that to store. store in California, but or is it Arizona? I think My fries. dad used to drag me to that store all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, no, it's neither one of those. From the 469, Deion Sanders, When I think in regards to that. At that time, Mike, I believe that the cap was not – involved when it became when it came to Deion Sanders right like the cap was that's actually a great one that was actually one that did happen right when the cap started the cap started in 93 or 94 okay so he became a free agent because I don't think that San Francisco traded for him and he signed a one-year deal and then signed a long-term deal with the Dallas Cowboys um but that's a great one that did happen in our in our lifetime so that's one Good luck naming two. <laughs> yeah, and there, it, it, there might be two. And by the way, Texas Size Rip says, oh, it's okay getting called out. At least he didn't call me a dumbass on the radio. Do so. you want to? No, though. no, no. Okay. No, I just had to put him in in like, hey, like you can't. The history, especially if you just go over the last, let's say, 20 years of baseball history versus the last 20 years of football history. Like, But Dion is a great one. That one did happen in 1995. And I guess 94, if you want to include also the one-year contract. That I assume he got from San Francisco. I don't think they traded for him. Yeah, I can't remember how that. I know he was a free agent for the Cowboys, right? In that one, uh, but I don't remember exactly how that all fell in place. I'll have to go look that one up. No, it's not Eckerd's. Uh, is Eckerd still around? Is, is I think I don't think they are because CVS and Walgreens I think took them out of business. Eckerd's Corporation. Oh, there there's still a couple of them around. Interesting. I didn't know that. And then uh, Kmart. It's not Kmart either. It's not Montgomery Wards. Uh, so I appreciate y'all texting and trying Sears to figure out. Sears is about done too. See, it's it's there's I mean there's one electronic store I think around in all of areas around here, right? We just buy most. Cons? Yeah, it's cons an electronic <laughs> store. I think they have some electronics there. I think, I think for them, obviously Best Buy is obviously still around. But it's just one of those things where we buy most of those things online. Uh, Amazon is pretty much like the the way to do it. Unless you want it, you could drop. I love the ability to order something at, at uh, Best Buy and just go pick it up. Like that's that's a game changer. It's not Win Dixie and it's not Academy Sports. Blockbuster. Are y'all just? It sounds like everybody's just naming off things that have gone out of business and like that's not. 
Uh, banks are going out of business, all right? So let's just leave it at that, right? Only now. the ones that have silicon in them. Foley's. Nebraska Furniture Mart is, man, Nebraska Furniture Mart's everything, isn't it? So did Foley's just, they must have just got bought by Macy's. <laughs> Why? Because all the Foley's turned into Macy's. And I think Foley's and Macy's was actually the same company. They just decided to streamline it and not have Foley's in this region and Macy's in this region. Just it's like the Macy's Day Parade has been around forever. I think Foley's was Macy's. They just decided, let's stop calling it Foley's like in the South. There was Macy's West and Macy's South. And then Foley's operated stores in Texas. And then you're right. Macy's did eventually just say, let's just roll it into Macy's. Yeah. Which do you shop at Macy's? Some sometimes I haven't been I I haven't been to a mall in a while, but yeah Macy's sometimes they're uh, they put a lot of their suits on sale, so if you need a suit or a sports jacket Macy's I've a good been place. to Macy's before obviously Joseph A Bank is a place to go to I have to you know dress up every once in a while for television you're on TV yeah look at Mike are you gonna be on you're not on TV for opening day are you no you're on with us though. Yes. Out at the stadium. Yes. Out at the Globe Life Field. I have done opening day before. It is very fun to do the television, but I have to leave our show an hour and a half before um, you get off the air. Because the the pregame show for opening day is at least an hour on Bally's. And I know not bring bring up that name draws a lot of hate. Oh, yeah. But I'll like, never watch Valleys again. I believe it's an hour pregame, if not longer, because they like going to the live feed of the introduction of yeah. all the players and opening, you know, the first pitch who's ever throwing the, the pitch out that day. And so yeah, I think it might be even an hour and a half pregame show. And uh, it just didn't work out where they didn't really like me leaving at the time G-Bag Nation, let's say, if the game was at two o'clock, I would leave G Bag Nation at eleven thirty, and they are like, "You can't do that anymore." So a I was lot like, of right, people. I'll tell the bosses I can't do opening day anymore. Like a lot of people are tweeting things to me that are immediately deleted. This is the worst day, by the way. If you're trying, I'm not trying to break news today. I'm really not. I, I want to have uh, an entertaining show for everybody. I want it to be fun. But what's happening today is everybody will see a rap sheet a Dan Graziano and they'll tweet it and they'll tag us in it. And then the tweet's been deleted because a, it maybe was a fake account or B the that reporter put it out there and was like, Oh crap, that hasn't happened yet. I can't do this yet. Or news changes. Uh, lots of agents are feeding reporters stuff today, trying to keep their, uh, their players in, you know, in the conversation. This is a tough day, man. I don't like, this reminds me, Mike, Remember when the day that uh, all the COVID stuff shut down and we were on air and it felt like every uh, every 15 minutes something new was happening and we were like, what is going on here? This is what it's like during the negotiating period for the NFL. I have three tweets to me that have been deleted that the reporter doesn't have the information up there. So I, I will try to get the news to you as quickly as possible. The Javon Hargraves news is is real. He's going to San Francisco. That scares me. Because he is very good. And that defense is very sound. Mike, they're in the Super Bowl if their quarterback doesn't get hurt. I, I, I think that that game looks a lot different if Purdy doesn't get hurt in that game. And that defense is good enough to keep them in this conversation all year long. If you're having to play against San Francisco's defense next year and you see Hargraves over there now, it's even worse. And the Cowboys have to play them this year. Not in the playoffs, but they have them in the regular season, too. 
So it's going to be like that's that is a huge, significant move from the Eagles now to the Niners. It doesn't make the NFC any easier for the Cowboys to try and get over on those two teams right there. And that's your competition. Yep. I mean, your real competition is San Francisco and Philadelphia. Now, other teams can pop up and have great years, and then you get in trouble there. But when we're sitting here today, you look at San Francisco, they have proven over the last two years they are better than your Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys really can't beat them until you see them beat them. And Philadelphia, in a weird way, you didn't even get to play them this year, even though you played them twice, because you had Cooper Rush, and then they didn't have Jalen Hurts. So you played them twice this year, but you never got the matchup. But Philadelphia, obviously making it to the Super Bowl, is better than the Dallas Cowboys. So Philadelphia loses a guy, but San Francisco picks him up. The It does look like Mike Trevor Bauer is getting his opportunity to throw a baseball okay tell me uh this is according I thought he's getting blackballed out of the league honestly. this is per uh Which maybe he should yamada sanspo he is mike uh signing with the yokohama dana bay stars of nippon professional uh baseball organization in japan oh so you said you thought he, the contract evidently is for one year for four million plus incentives uh so yeah there it is you said blackballed out of the league, and it looks like all yeah. of his options have run run dry. I wonder this. I don't know this. If he pitches over in Japan for two years, maybe it's just one year. I mean, he does great. He's a great pitcher. I mean, I don't think anybody would tell you that he's not uh, possibly a top ten starting pitcher in the in sorry in baseball. I was about to say American League, but in all baseball. But from what he did, also the way that he wants everything to be public, right? He has a massive YouTube, whatever, Instagram following is I think that it turns off a lot of teams in multiple ways. And so I just wonder if he could ever get back. Yeah, man, that's a very interesting approach to that. So now, again, the San Francisco 49ers, Joey Bosa, Javon Hargrave, and Eric Armstead. That uh, that front, and uh, I think Jackson's in there as well. That front's going to be difficult to deal with. All right, man, that is uh, – that's – a little bit of conversation there but it's time for mike likes it let's find out what mike likes today well um right now this is where i do a really bad job of this, this is why i never look at the fan text i was on twitch and we're doing a good job there's a troll there on twitch and they're like mike you know nothing about anything you talk out of your ass and i'm like the artolos artuolos are doing a pretty good job but i'm like look they police themselves there the whole thing about Kyrie going to the lakers you're a correct person that is on uh, the Twitch. I do not know that. I am not an NBA agent. I am not an NBA player. But people tell us things. I've been at this job now for a dozen years with a lot of connections. It doesn't mean that Kyrie's 100% going to be a Laker. But agents, players, they know. And sometimes they tell people like me. And the person who has told me about the Laker thing told me about Beard going to Old Miss two weeks ago. I just was like, it's not a, I'm not going to, I'm like, whoa, are you kidding me? Like, I can't believe he's getting another, he's, yeah, he's the next coach of Ole Miss. That's pretty much done. It'll, it'll be announced, you know, within days. And here it's announced officially that, that it was. And then he told me about the day after the Mavericks traded for Dinwiddie and the Porzingis trade. He said, Brunson's gone. I'm like, dude, they're not letting Brunson go. And during the playoffs, I'm like, dude, they're just going to max him out. They're not going to let Brunson go. I'm not talking about this on the air because they're not letting Brunson go. You're crazy. And he's like, dude, I'm telling you. This was the day after Porzingis was traded. He already knew Brunson was gone. And what happened? Just 
I didn't, I'm not the one making these things up or talking out of my butt. I'm passing along information. And when a person gets this good at giving me information, I'm not telling you I'm 100% right on the Kyrie. I'm passing along to you, the listener, information. If you want to say I'm an ass about it, or so I might be, but if you want to say like you don't know what you're talking about, I feel like I'm kind of giving you information of just be prepared. It could happen. Uh, This person has been very good at predicting what is going to happen in basketball. He has really good connections in basketball, and he's saying that Kyrie and the Lakers want a marriage. Now, that could all change. I've said this before. I'll say it again just to help you out. If the Lakers make the real playoffs, if they go on a playoff run, D'Angelo Russell looks like a great fit with Anthony Davis. Uh, Vanderbilt and Rui Hachimura and all these guys are the role players they all dreamed of having when you know they started collapsing because of the Russell Westbrook trade. That can change everything. The Lakers could go, hey, Kyrie, I know you want to be here and LeBron wants you here. But LeBron is not saying he doesn't want you here anymore. But unfortunately, this now works. This this, this actually – but right now, as of today, Kyrie wants to be a Laker. The Lakers want him to be a L.A. Laker. The Mavericks do have to help out. There's also a belief that Kyrie could take $30 million a year from the L.A. Lakers. That's how bad he wants to be a Laker because if you're like, well, they can't pay him the max amount of money. You do have to watch as a Maverick. You do have to watch out that he might take significantly less to get to where he wants to be. So that's just information. Is it going to play out that way? I don't know. But the damn Brunson thing played out that way. And now recently the damn beard thing played out that way. So I'm not getting this information from somebody who's feeding me BS and then it doesn't happen. So I'm just trying to give the listener something. I do think most people really appreciate when we give a little bit of inside information without I'm not saying it's going to happen but I'm giving you the information I just think it's people that hate me or hate let's say Sean or hate you Corey I don't know if many people hate you but I know people hate me which is I'm okay with it but just trying to bring along a little bit of information uh that could be happening okay one thing that we haven't really talked about today in the world of sports is the Texas Rangers because things have been kind of taken away from the Texas Rangers. I totally get it because of the World Baseball Classic. We're getting to watch all-star teams play each other somewhat. Venezuela, Puerto Rico, obviously Dominican Republic and the United States are putting together an all-star team. Right now, we're not really following Japan because they're playing at like 1 a.m. in their pool play, but uh, they'll be coming over. But here's what's big today. It looks like Jacob deGrom and Nathan Avaldi are on track, right? They're they're throwing against each other. I haven't seen, if you can help me out on Twitter, I don't have it pulled up. Maybe Jared Sandler, which are we good to talk to Jared Sandler at all today? Okay. Andy, give him a call. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but maybe I'll tell you what, if you have his number in there, Slim Scotty, can you give Sandler a call right now and see if he has information on, I think deGrom – Either he's throwing right now or he threw an hour ago, and so did Evaldi. All right. And I'm just wondering how that went because this is huge because right now it looks like we're going to get Cole Reagans on Wednesday to talk to. Oh, that would be nice. I think Cole Reagans is going to be in the rotation because of the injuries. Okay. And and, and it doesn't mean that he's going to be in it all year. I do think he's pitching great, and it might be tough to take him out. But if you're looking at this, we need to hear from this point on great things about Jacob DeGrom. He cannot have a setback anymore in spring training if you want him pitching on March 30th. If 
you want Jacob DeGrom, when we're at the ballpark, we'll be there. We'll be talking to Chris Young and all these people uh, opening day. If we want to be talking about Jacob DeGrom's first start on opening day, everything has to go great today. It has to go great the rest of this week. It has to go great up to March 30th if you want him being your opening day starting pitcher. I I would love for him to be able to do that for sure. Like that would be a pretty significant uh, thing. That's kind of one of the one of the reasons you signed him was to be a great pitcher. The other reason you signed him was to make sure that people were in their seats. Now they're going to yeah. be there opening day. Like that's a that's a fact. But Mike, you called for it. You asked for it. And thanks to Sonic. Mm, oh, good, good, mm, good. Jared Sandler is now Sandman. with us. What's up, Jared? We're back. Hey, hey buddy. what's going on, guys? Well, I know that there was uh, – well, I wanted to talk to you real quick about Jacob DeGrom and Nathan Evaldi. The the World Baseball Classic, which maybe we'll ask you a question or two on here pretty soon, has been outstanding, but it's kind of taken my kind of eyes away from a little bit of Rangers spring training while you're still there in surprise. Can you give us an update on DeGrom and Evaldi and where we're at? Yeah, so they're both going to pitch here in about an hour. Uh, not sure which – uh, game for each, but one's going to pitch in the double-A game. The other one is going to pitch in the triple-A game. Uh, they're both expected to go about 35, 40 pitches. Uh, and, you know, with that being the case, they're both on track for their first turn in the rotation. Of all the, you know, games two through five, one of those, and uh, DeGrom, of course, for opening day. So uh, everything is, is moving forward, uh, you know, as scheduled. And, uh, so that's a good sign. And then, you know, they'll both, uh, Evaldi actually pitched in a Cactus League game. I don't remember if you were here for that, Mike, or not, but so this will be his second form of game. I, no, action I just saw him. DeGrom yeah. I just first. saw him throw a bullpen. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, they're both, they're both on track to, you know, be ready for, you know, opening day roster status and, and beginning of the season. I know this is silly because I know we're still three weeks away from kind of opening day, I guess a little bit less than that, but Man, did you watch Perez throw for Venezuela? Because it looked just like the guy last year who was an all-star. It did. And you know what was cool is that he had a little bit of adversity early and then had some bad defense behind him as well. And those are the things that first time with the Rangers, his first stint would have done him in. And again, much like last year, as you just mentioned, same case against a lineup full of all-stars. He was able to uh, you know, push that aside and, and get out and, uh, it was a lot of fun watching him work, and actually it fired me up because you always wonder, you know, a guy's a career year, is it just an anomaly? And I don't know how he's going to do this year, but I definitely love seeing him show that same mental fortitude on a huge stage uh, just as he did last year. Are you sad that Evan Carter got sent down to the minor leagues? No, I mean, I definitely loved watching <laughs> him, but it was it was obviously expected. Uh, and I think we might still see him in a game or two, but, you know, it's good for him and all these young guys because, uh, Evan wasn't going to break camp with the Rangers, and now they can get going with uh, their teammates and assimilate and you know minor league camp and get uh, get going with that schedule. But I really, guys, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's 20 years old, but uh, I would not be surprised if he makes his major league debut at some point this year. And uh, I'll definitely be looking forward to that. Uh, in fact, you know, reading the article, uh, it just sounds like after you know sending him down so he can get to play every day and get ready for the start of the Frisco Rough Rider season, is that. It sounds like Bruce Bochy. It sounds like Chris Young. It sounds like the organization is saying, hey, at some point, as long as he keeps progressing the way he is, he's going to be on this team this year. Yeah, and I think that there it's like a balancing act between 
demonstrating their genuine excitement and you know how impressed they've been without yeah you know then on the other side not like over hyping a you know a 20 year old kid uh, and not putting too much expectation and pressure on him. The golden child, uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, with the with the attention and, and coverage relative to previous years, you would you would think that, right? And uh, so I think it's a I think it's a balancing act. But yeah, you can tell if you read between the lines. You just it, you, if you hear them say certain things and and you know look at the expressions. I think he has really impressed a lot of people. And I think half of it, maybe more, is is less to do with just what he did. Uh, you know, on the field and, and more just how he carried himself and how you watched him operate and, and maneuver in the clubhouse and interact with teammates and work. It, it didn't look like a 20 year old. It looked like the guy who'd been in the big leagues for 10 years. Yeah. And I mean, when we had him on, he, he, uh, it was casual, it was easy going and you could tell that he had it all under control. Uh, and that's something that's positive. Look forward to seeing his, his future. And we get to see it on the ground level all the way up, man. How's uh how how do you feel Corey Seager's looking this spring? Well, he's uh he's you know always wearing long sleeves. He told me you know he just doesn't like the sun, so you're not going to see you know the tan on the arms. Uh, but I think he's a pretty good looking guy. I don't know. What about you guys? No, he's he's he looks bigger, Mike, than I thought. Whenever I saw him in person, I was like, dang, he's a big dude. I didn't expect that. Yeah. I was more he along the lines of how he's hitting. But no, I know, I know. He's I think he. Uh, Gosh, I don't remember if he got a hit last game, but he had a seven-game hitting streak at one point. But uh, I mean, he looks—he looks really good, um, and he's healthy, which is good. And uh, you know, I know he, uh, as, as I'm sure a lot of middle infielders did this off-season with the new rules. So they just, you know, he, he wanted to focus on mobility and range. And uh, you know, Corey's one of these guys who, when he gets to the ball, you know, he makes the play. Like he's very steady in that regard. One of the knocks on him has been the range, but. Uh, you know, you could you could work around that with the shifts and, and the positioning. You're not going to be able to do as much. And so and it's been a point of emphasis for him. But, you know, as far as the hitting standpoint, uh, he's looked good. And, and, you know, in talking to him, so, you know, I sat down with him for a while yesterday. He's just – he's super comfortable. I think he is so much more relaxed this year. He's not meeting everyone. You know, he's – now people are, are meeting him, but he's not having to come here and meet all the coaches and staffers. And, and I don't think – I don't think you can understate the significance of the lockout for new players and organizations, especially when they signed a, you know, sign a big contract. And I also think having DeGrom and having the off season they had this year, it's taken some of the attention away from Corey, uh, which I think has been a good thing. Cause he's not someone who craves the spotlight. Yeah. You know, he's, he's the type of guy who like, I think his ideal vacation is going somewhere like a town of like 300 people where no one knows who he is. You know, that's just, and he doesn't I obviously he doesn't mind playing in big spots. He was the NLCS and World Series MVP. Uh, that's not a, an issue. But I, I think he's I think he's a lot more comfortable this year, and uh, I think that's going to you know show itself over the course of the season. All right, last question. We have one minute. Why didn't Kyrie play? And do you think he's going to play tonight? And then A uh, and M and TCU. Why do the bracketology <laughs> people hate those two teams? a fair question uh i uh i will say though a&m upset alert everyone seems to be you know riding them hard which uh you know it's a perfect formula to get upset and then uh Kyrie probably not going to play maybe he's writing a book tonight i'm not sure what extracurricular activities he has i think it was his pinky toes tour or something but uh um the sooner that guy gets in another organization the better off the maps will be oh jared 
thank you for everything, man. I hope you have a wonderful day out there. We will talk to Sorry, you. Sorry, I got to be honest, guys. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'll ne- I will always be honest with you guys. I can't fake that. Really appreciate it, Jared. Have a great day. See you guys. There he goes, Jared Sandler. Brought to you by Sonic. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Good. Ah. Home of opening day. We are here at the KNC Masterpiece 105.3 The Fan. And also home of the Dallas Cowboys, where, Mike, this is very significant news. The Raiders have just closed in on a deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. And it looks like the Raiders and Jimmy Garoppolo are going to be together. That is what Adam <laughs> Schefter is reporting. If Devontae Adams needs to request a trade right now. <laughs> you think he's like, I got to get out of here. Dude, I can't be here. That's Come 50 on. catches for 700 yards. He's like, I went from Aaron Rodgers to my best friend from college to Jimmy Garoppolo. This is the situation you guys are putting me in. Uh, that is the expressway, ladies and gentlemen. Coming up next, it's time for the C Block. I got a problem, and I need y'all's help. Next in the fan. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com.